reading from the book of Deuteronomy. At that time, Moses said to the people, Now, O Israel, give heed to the statutes and the ordinances which I teach you, and do them, that you may live, and go in and take possession of the land which the Lord the God of your fathers gives you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Keep them and do them, for that will be your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who, when they hear all these statutes, will say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has a God so near to it as the Lord our God is to us whenever we call upon him? And what great nation is there that has statutes and ordinances so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day. The word of the Lord. gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. Of his own will, he brought us forth by the word of truth, that we should be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. 
Receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your souls. But be doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction, and to keep oneself unstained from the world. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. When the Pharisees had gathered together to Jesus with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands, observing the tradition of their elders. And when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they purify themselves. And there are many other traditions which they observe, washing of cups and pots and vessels of bronze. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with their hands defiled? And he said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of your, your hypocrites, as it is written, this people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the precepts of man. You leave the commandments of God and hold fast to the traditions of men, and he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. 
There is nothing outside a man which by going into him can defile him. But the things which come out of a man are what defile him. For from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, fornication, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. All these things come from within, and tis they that defile a man. The Gospel of the Lord. So the readings today, um, what we see in the first, first reading from the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is speaking about uh, the law, and so he's given to the people a summation of the law that God has given to them, and he is the true giver of the law. And he says there very clearly, you should not add to it, nor take from it. Um, and so it is right that there should be an obedience to the law because its source is the word of God. Its source is God. And so there is a full obedience that we are called to, to the law and the commandments, uh, to fulfill the law and the commandments. And as they are then perfectly fulfilled by Christ in love and by grace. And so love fulfills the commandments. And so the Lord in today's uh, gospel, what he is getting at with regards to the Pharisees is that they've elevated and they give reverence to something which they should not, or they should not give as much reverence to certain things as they do. But also the great tragedy is that they do not give reverence to the things that they should. And so the things that they should give reverence to, which is the word and the commandments of God, they put aside, as the Lord says, for the commandments, if you will, of men. And so what happens is the Pharisees, they come together and they come to Jesus with that same intention that we know from the other scenes of the gospel to catch him or to try and uh, outsmart him in some way or to try and show that he is not of God because he does not uh, do what they do. So they themselves have become the model of what it is to follow Christ or what it is to follow God. And the Lord is trying to break that in the hearts of the people, trying to show that following the Pharisees is to follow something that is purely exterior and it is not permeating all the way into the heart. And so the Lord speaks multiple times in today's gospel about the heart and the cleansing of the heart, which is what the Lord wants. So when the Pharisees come to Jesus and his disciples, they see that his disciples eat with unwashed hands, right? Now the irony here is that while the disciples' hands are unwashed, the hearts of the Pharisees are unwashed and the disciples' hearts are clean. And so we know that from later in John's gospel where the Lord speaks about his disciples being clean. And he says specifically, you have been made clean by the words that I spoke to you. So the words have a purifying effect, a purifying effect on the interior. And the words work like water for the soul. The words that come from God act as a wash for the soul, a cleansing power for the soul. And that's what we see in the letter of uh, St. James where he says, receive with meekness the implanted word, meaning receive the word to take root in your heart and in your soul, 
receive the word in interiorly, love it, understand it, because this word which is able to save your souls, it has a power within it, and that power is for salvation, for cleansing and for salvation. And so the Pharisees, they see the disciples eating with unwashed hands, and they are scandalized, they are shocked. Meanwhile, you can imagine what it is like for the Lord to see that scene, the Lord who can see hearts, who can read hearts. And for him, he sees his disciples coming cleansed, and he sees the Pharisees are the ones who need washing. And the Pharisees, what St. Bede says, is that they've misinterpreted a line from Isaiah. So it's interesting, because when the Lord corrects them, he uses Isaiah, the very same person that they have misinterpreted, and so there's a line in Isaiah, I think it's around chapter 51 or 52, where it speaks, where the Lord is speaking to his people and he's calling them out from worldliness and from sin. And he says, come out to his people. And he says, wash yourselves and make yourselves clean. And obviously that's meant in a spiritual sense, which is that when you come out from the world and from sin and from the things of the world, it is about washing the interior any way in which, in which the world has got in to the heart and into the soul. And what is supposed to happen and what that commandment was or what Isaiah was saying to the people was cleanse yourself interiorly of all of these attachments, these idols, these things that need to be cast out of the heart. And what St. Bede says is that the scribes and the Pharisees, they had not only misinterpreted this, but added all kinds of man-made traditions to that line, which were purely with regard to exterior cleansing. And so it was about washing your hands and doing things when you come out of the marketplace before eating. And so they've kind of superficialized the depth of what the Lord intended with those lines through the prophet Isaiah, which was to cleanse the interior. And so when the Lord then rebukes them, he goes to the same prophet and he says, well has Isaiah himself prophesied of you hypocrites, for it is written there, and this um, is what Isaiah the prophet says, which is that this people honors me with their lips. So this is the Lord speaking through the prophet. This people honors me through their lips, with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And so you can see that God is always concerned about the heart. He's concerned about the interior and the truth of the interior. So what does the heart mean? in the soul. What does the heart mean? Because obviously it's not just the physical organ of the material organ of the heart that we have within our bodies. The heart in scripture is a reference to the seat of the soul, the very foundation of the soul. And so you have other examples from scripture where we know where either God is what operates within the heart and who is loved within the seat of the soul, or even the devil can enter in. So we know when Judas betrays the Lord, it says the devil entered into his heart, entered into him. And so what it means is to enter not only into the mind, but also into the will. Temptations and thoughts can come into the mind, but it is only once they get into the will, once we will them, and once we decide to act upon them, that is when we can say that something has entered into the heart as well. And so what the Lord is calling for here is for a heart that is cleansed because we can either have a heart that is full of the things of the world and of sin and of idolatry and all of those type of things or we can have a heart in which the word of God has taken root in which the word of God has cleansed 
the heart. And that means not only that we have received God's words with understanding, but as St. James says in his letter today, be doers of the word and not hearers only. So we are supposed to hear the word, understand the word, and then act upon the word. And in that way, the word has truly entered into our heart because it is in our mind and then it is also in our will. It is what we choose to do. It governs our actions and our activities. And so what the Lord does then after he has rebuked the Pharisees and the scribes, he gathers all the people to himself again. The Lord is giving the remedy. He's giving the means by which a heart may be purified. The first thing he does, he gathers the people to himself again. He brings them close to his presence. And so for us, this is what he is doing. The Lord has gathered us to himself again. Here at this Mass, he gathers us into his presence. The principle of sanctification is Jesus Christ himself. And Jesus is here present in the Blessed Sacrament. And so the Lord gathers the people to himself, and then he speaks to them. And what he says to them is he says, hear me, so receive my words, and understand, and understand. This is the washing that the Lord offers to us, to come into his presence, and then to receive his words, to hear him, and to understand them, to allow them to enter into the heart and to take root, and to do there what we cannot do ourselves. We have the beautiful example yesterday of St. Augustine, St. Augustine struggled in himself and in his conversion. If you read the Confessions, such a beautiful account of someone wanting to do what God wants, but finding themselves unable to do it. And St. Augustine gets to a point where he is in such turmoil. If you go to that chapter, on the, it's, I think it's called The Pangs of Conversion, and it's that almost final chapter where he is there and he finds himself in a garden, eventually under a fig tree, and he is in this turmoil because he wants to love God. He wants to do the right thing, but he finds himself unable. And then what he hears, an answer from God comes in the voice of a child. And this voice of a child says to him, take and read, take and read. And so he goes to the scriptures and he picks up and he reads one line from St. Paul, a line from St. Paul that says, we are not made for all the things of the world. Put aside all of those things of the world. And it says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh. One line from Scripture. And what he felt within himself as soon as he received that word into his heart, he says, peace and light flooded his soul. What he was unable to do of his own power, the word was able to do within him in an instant. As soon as he received it with love, with devotion, with reverence, and he allowed that word to enter into his heart. And so that is what we are called to today, to have hearts that have been washed clean, washed clean by the word of God. We have all received his word now. We have listened to the gospels. We have taken these words into our hearts. And now the Lord is going to draw us even closer to himself in the moment of Holy Communion. This is the great mystery of our cleansing. The mass is the mystery of our sanctification the Lord's sacrifice made present to us. And it is from this great mystery that our hearts are cleansed. Amen.